Welcome everybody to today's Property Investor Masterclass. Well, I'm still traveling around the place. So if you've been listening to me regularly, you'll know that I'm coming in from all over the place. And as you can see, I'm actually coming in from my boat. So today's uh, masterclass is going to be about what's happened during the week. We've got a lot of information about the markets and things like that and what it means to us as property investors because the more intelligent we are about investing into property, the better results we're going to get. And that's a fact. So uh, let me just share my screen and we can get into the masterclass. Now while I'm sharing my screen, I think it's important to tell you all that um, if you're listening to me on a podcast or either via Spotify or iTunes and you want to see all of the charts that I've been sharing with you, then I, um, I really um, want you to come across to my website, which is www.iloverealestate.tv and you can see all of my charts and all of my information and everything else and you can really get a complete picture of uh, everything you need to know about the markets. All right, so what's up for today? I'm gonna to talk about how Australia has become the wealthiest nation on earth. Could you believe that? Something I never thought we would actually see in real time, but I think it's just a little bit of a blip and I'll show you that too. Why Aussies uh, households are saving more than they ever have before. And we've got an absolute saving boom going on and how we are transacting approximately a billion dollars worth of property, not per week, per day. Isn't that crazy? And why 90% of properties are selling for a profit. So let's have a look at that. I wanna start first of all with the global wrap up. What's happening internationally? What are we seeing right around the world? Well, I wanna start first up with trade. Now, obviously through COVID, what we saw was trade dropped off and that was mainly due to the ports being closed. I mean, we had, um, you know, the port shut down, we had people on COVID, they couldn't go to work, they were in lockdowns. And I'm not just talking here, I'm talking all around the world. So consequently, what we saw was the trade came back and it came back for a longer period of time than our economy did. And the reason for that is because a lot of the uh, container ships and containers sitting all around the world, they're in some places like Brazil, in India and Singapore and places where they really got hit quite hard. Not that Singapore was too hard, but the other countries definitely were. And that hindered trade during that period of time. And obviously to have a growing economy, we've got to have trade, imports, exports, and hopefully our exports are more than our imports. That's the, that's the game. I mean, that's the ultimate profit for a country. So real GDP is important. Now, obviously we've had two consecutive quarters last year of negative GDP, which is called gross domestic product. But what that means is that when you have two in, in succession, you actually have a technical recession. Well, we had that. And if we come over here to this black one over here on the right hand side, you can see those two consecutive negative GDPs. Just forget the rest for the moment. Now, obviously we've tipped over into the positives and we're just above the line there in the positive GDP. Consequently, we are no longer officially in recession. But get a load of the rest of the countries. Oh my God. Just check out uh, the United Kingdom, Italy, the Eurozone, Germany, France, uh, Mexico, Japan, Canada, 
uh, United States is still negative, Brazil's negative, the G20's negative, South Korea has just popped their head into the positive, so too is India and of course China. So, uh, you know, we are really well and truly up there. Now, what this means is because across the world, we are seeing a, a, a massive, massive money printing and, um, you know, stimulus going into the economy and all those things. And their economies haven't responded yet. Now, obviously, they're still fighting a lot of COVID and other things as well. But with that, it also means that it's very, very unlikely that there's going to be any inflationary measures. Now, what I mean by that is that when we're still in this kind of range across the world, um, even if house prices go up, which they are right across the world, I mean, whenever anybody gets into trouble, um, they put their money into something safe. And real estate is that safe asset that a lot of people are pouring their investments into. So we're seeing that right across the world, which means on a global basis, we are not going to see any easing of the free fiscal policies that we're seeing right now. It's gonna last for some period of time. Um, even though we might have tipped into the positive, the rest of the world hasn't, apart from China, obviously. Now, when we look at these prices, and this is talking about house prices, I actually feel, I mean, this has come out from um, Oxford Economics. I think they're a little bit slow in their figures. I don't think this is completely up to date, but it shows here how house prices have increased right around the world. And Australia here is very, very low down here, but they're saying at 5%, that's actually not correct. Oh, come back one. If you look at the, um, uh, the the logic uh, core logic data coming out from um, real estate, um, what we're seeing there is that our actual growth is up around the twelve percent. So if you look at this chart, you can see that would put us up there with UK, Taiwan, uh, the Netherlands, etc. So we're up in that kind of bracket. We're not as low as this would depict. Um, so, you know, and that's obviously a January chart as well. And, and we've moved a long way since then. So what's happening commodity wise, because obviously Australia is a big commodity exporter. So what that means is that as we, um, you know, as we export more and more, uh, most of our wealth comes in from, from minerals, you know, be it, be it iron ore, copper, gold. We do obviously have some other, um, commodities like, um, you know, our barley and our wheat and our other meat and timber and all the rest of the stuff. But you see, uh, it's these things that are that are really taking off, particularly the minerals. Now, if you look at this, you can see this is the, uh, the steel price. Now, because steel price is going up, our iron ore is becoming more expensive as well. And that benefits us. Obviously, it's our largest export. This is just the dry index, which is right across the um, all of the the metals, and again up. Lead. This is this is crazy. I mean, we haven't had this kind of demand for lead in in oh, over a decade. So um, it, when you're ordering in things and you want to to oh, sorry, this is the lead time. When you're ordering in things like a chip, you want to get a chip from somewhere. You want to you know a chip for a computer. It takes you 18 weeks to actually get that chip into, into the country. And that's really what this chart is showing as well, that you know, you've got that um, big lead time happening. So what's happening here at home? Okay, when we have a look at what's happening here in Australia, 
one of the things that hap is that our um, our wealth is increasing. In fact, according to this survey, and this has been done by Credit Suisse, and I don't know how they got the figures, but according to Credit Suisse, Australia is officially the wealthiest country on earth. Isn't that crazy? Uh, and it's largely due to our house prices. So on the right-hand side there, you can see we're number one, Belgians next, Hong Kong, then New Zealand, um, then, uh, then we have Denmark, Switzerland, Netherlands, France, UK, and they all go all the way down to Taiwan. If you look on the other side, which is the left-hand side, if you're looking at those charts, this is the uh, change in wealth. Obviously, Switzerland's had the biggest turnaround, but we come in second. And that is clearly due to house prices increasing, which is a great thing for us investors. Uh, this is an index that's been put out by the Commonwealth Bank and it shows that their lending is up and not just up but so far above what they are uh, what they were lending even back in 2017 which is when they they did the um, you know when we had all those restrictions put on us from the banks uh, not from the banks from on the banks from APRA. Now you can see here, and this is just Commonwealth Bank's figures, but you can see there how that has dramatically increased. Household interest rates are low. Now this is this is why um, it is so beneficial for all of you to be thinking about your property. Guys, this is what is going to set you up for the next 5, 10, 15, the rest of your life and probably your kid's life as well. You have the opportunity right now to build a portfolio that can set you up for life. Having passive income to replace your income, to have properties that are, uh, you know, growing and, and um, you know, a sizable portfolio. And with interest rates where they are now, arbitrage is the way to go. Now, what's arbitrage? Arbitrage or legal arbitrage is where you borrow money at one interest rate and then you invest it at a higher interest rate. That's all it means. Well, in real estate, oh my goodness, the returns compared to what it's costing us are incredible. And this chart really shows that. So, I, you know, if you you really need to be start focusing on the Australian property market. And that's what I'm going to come to right now. Now, we in Australia here are property centric. You can see there, there are 8.4 trillion uh, value of real estate in Australia. In Australian superannuation has 3.1 trillion. The listed stock, so that's all the listed commercial properties and other things, 2.7 trillion. I'm not saying billion, I'm saying trillion. Um, and in commercial real estate for $963 billion. Now, when we start looking at the number of dwellings, that's also growing, but not enough. 10.6 million dwellings in Australia. Our demand is much, much higher than that. Uh, it, our wealth in, across the board, we have about 53% of our wealth held in real estate in Australia. And the amount that we are transacting is up in the billions, $337 billion, which is why I'm saying that we are transacting somewhere around a billion dollars a day in property. I mean, last month we actually had 30 billion transacted in that, in the month of, oh, that, sorry, not the last month, the month of May, uh, sorry, the month of April. So, you know, 
this is not something to be taken lightly and there is a degree of urgency because markets have already moved. If you've been listening to me for any length of time, you would have realised that even last year I was saying, oh my goodness, now is the time, now is the time, get into real estate. Well, it's already moved. It's already done what I said it was going to do. Um, but it is still has a long way to go. So so taking action now is, is particularly important and I don't think you can afford to be dilly-dallying too long. Uh, this just shows you the, the lack of listings. I mean, one of the reasons that property prices are going up is that we have no listings, or hardly any listings, we obviously have got some, but our listings are down compared to our demand. Our demand is up because we've had pent up demand since the end of 2017 when APRA got involved in restricted lending. Then we had COVID and that you know demand continued to increase. We've had a few stimulus packages which kind of increased demand even more. Um, and now with property prices going up, you know we're, we're seeing more and more people want to get into the property market. So our demand is through the charts, but our supply is so low. We simply aren't keeping up from a production perspective nor are we keeping up from uh, what we already have on the ground. Our demand is, is outstripping that. So this is, and then we've got low interest rates, we've got you know extraordinary savings, we've got all of these economic factors coming together, which is pushing up pricing. So this is the capital city median time on the market, and you can see it's not long, roughly, 30 days on the market and she's sold. Anything of any value, you know, any any goodness, anything that's a, a great property, good location, any of those things, it barely even gets on the market because the real estate agents have got people queued up and waiting for those kinds of properties. So I can't stress it enough. And this is why I'm actually offering everybody a free one hour um, breakthrough session, which will be with one of my property advisors. They're going to talk to you about their goal, your goals, not their goals, your goals. They're going to be talking to you about what the uh, the market is doing and how you can really benefit from uh, from jumping in and and being part of the part of part of what needs to be here, and also uh, how we can actually help you. Now, to do that, all you've got to do is go to www.iloverealestate.tv. Uh, forward slash questions forward slash so you can uh, jump on there and and uh, get one of those appointments because they are limited for the week credit is up as I said before because CBA is saying that they're lending more well across the board across all the banks the Reserve Bank of Australia is showing that there is more and more money going out in fact the amount of money going out now is even surpassed what we were back in the 2017 before they put all those restrictions in place. So credit is going up. But what we see out of this chart is that it's it's the homeowners that are driving most of the investment. It's not actually the investors. So we're not into that speculation phase that some people are talking about. We're well and truly under that. Now that's good. What that tells us is that this property market has a lot further to run. It's not something that is going to stop anytime soon. And these are the numbers for houses for sale across, that's just on a monthly basis there. Um, now, when we start looking at rentals, this is the other reason that uh, investors are really starting to, to capitalise on getting into property now, is because the yields are so high. 
Vacancies are down, even Melbourne, which is oversupplied in high-rise apartments, Sydney to some degree, uh, but but the, the yields are great and the vacancies are down. It is so hard to get a rental property right now. So you want to be on the other side of the coin and own those properties to rent out. I was actually reviewing one of my properties recently and uh, on that property it, it showed, uh, I think from last year, I think there was about a 20% yield increase. Um, that particular property I have on Airbnb, but uh, about a 20% increase in yield from uh, from last year, and then the year before was about a 15% increase. So, you know, incredible, incredible difference. Asking rents are going up, obviously. So that's what this chart says R across all of the cities. You can see the chart there. You can see you can see which city you're in, but rents are going up. Now, CoreLogic has come out with some more information about the property index, and this is just a month. Um, Perth obviously shows a little bit lower there, so these are the movements through um, through just June. So Sydney went up in June 2.6%, Melbourne went up 1.5%, Brisbane went up 2%, Adelaide went up one6 and what surprises me is that Perth only went up 02 Now the, I think a lot of that is just about how the settlements actually took place, like you know were they um, you know, were, were some of the bigger ones last year or, you know, that uh, last month, etc. or the settlements are delayed until next month. So we'll see what happens next month because I think that's a little bit of a furphy. I don't think that's anything to be concerned about at all. This gives you a really good picture <coughs> of how the prices have gone since COVID started. Now, you can see they're starting at 100 basis points. You can see just visually just how much the prices have gone up since the beginning of COVID. So from, you know, beginning of COVID, Sydney as an example, has gone up 18%. Um, Brisbane's gone up 16%, Adelaide's gone up 15%, Perth's gone up 9%, and even Melbourne with all your lockdowns went up 8%. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's just, it's, it's something that can't be ignored. It is not pie in the sky stuff, it's not speculation, this is what's happening across the country. So I'm going to finish off now with a question for you. And this question is, are you happy or how happy are you? Because life's too short not to be happy. I've been talking to you about the fact that I'm on the road and I'm actually taking a boat trip um, up, to the, up to the Cape. And I don't know whether I get across to Darwin. We'll see what happens with all of the shutdowns and lockups and whatever else. But we're definitely going to get to the Cape. And, uh, you know, it's really about making sure that you're doing the things that matter to you most. And uh, this was for me, and I'm sharing a little bit of information, personal information here, but I lost a sister earlier this year. And now my one of my brothers is very sick. So... It, it, this has been the, the lifelong dream of another one of my brothers to actually do this trip. Well, I said, hey, life's too short. Let's just do it. So we're doing it. We are, uh, we're on the boat, as you can see, um, and uh, we are traveling up, up the coast. So I really encourage you to do the things that make you happy. There was something that came out in a survey during the week, 
and it was, these are the results. And what it says is it was, it was measuring how important is success to people. It was an American um, survey that was done and how important is, you know, or how happy are you or how successful are you in these things? So in career, you can see there, most people <laughs> are not happy. Only 3% are happy in their career. My God, get out there and be property investors. You know, you can choose your own times. You can make far more money than you ever will doing anything else. 14% um, said that they were successful. Happiness in relationships came in at 7%. That's very sad. Um, and 4% for, uh, for uh, uh, success. 10% for friendships uh, for happiness and 7% uh, for successfulness. But the ones that really shine are uh, home life, which happiness came in at 24%. It's still low though, in my opinion, and 19% and, um, uh, for success. And the other big one was family, which was 37%, the biggest of all. And uh, are you successful in your family? 34%. So that was pretty good. Money actually came in at a low 8% for was whether it makes you happy and 12% obviously for sex, for success, I beg your pardon. Um, and uh, I would think it, it should have actually been higher than that. But anyway, health was 11%. And on the success scale, it was at um, at 9%. So just a bit of interest for the for, uh, you know, for the finishing off of, of what I've got for this masterclass. And just a little reminder, don't forget to book in your 60 minute free real estate breakthrough session with one of my advisors. Now the appointments are all on the on the link. And the link if you're listening to me rather than seeing me is I love real I love real forward slash questions forward slash and that's all you've got to do jump on there and get a um you know get one of those free um one hour really in-depth um sessions about where you are where you want to go and how we can help you so i hope you enjoyed the masterclass for today i hope that updated you on everything that's going on this week and this market and everything else that's going on and i'll be back again to share with you another one next week so bye for now everybody have fun be happy and i'll catch you again next week bye now <laughs>